is the Stagger Podcast. Welcome into the Stagger Podcast. What's up? I am J.D. Smith. And checking my DraftKings lineup, I am Derek Smith. How are you doing tonight? Oh, we're good, man. So we have got a lot to talk about. NASCAR, another round of the playoffs is in the books. The Roval at Charlotte is where this all took place. And uh, we got to talk about the new road course ringer in NASCAR. He is also one of the most popular drivers in NASCAR. We'll talk about Chase Elliott, his big win, what that means for the playoffs going forward and for him. Also, one of the legends of the sport, at least in the modern era of the sport, is stepping away. Uh, So what's next for him? We will discuss that in more. A little shorter podcast than normal. We're taping later than normal and taping on an odd day, work schedules, all that stuff. But we're glad you're here. Yeah. Did you have a good weekend there, uh, Oh, Derek? yeah, my weekend time? bled into my week, and now we are here pushing into Thursday morning, <laughs> so it's hard to kind of think about recapping the Roval, but All right, well, uh, I'm we'll here, do that I'm quickly, and we'll yeah. hit on that and talk yeah. about the playoffs a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yes, let's get to the results. As you know, Chase Elliott won that race at the Roval, and I got to say, uh, for the first race ever that NASCAR had where they actually were on the rain tires... Since that was first race since the 50s. I did yeah. hear that stuff. Oh, the first 51. since the 50s. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Pretty much forever. I mean, come on. Who do, who do we know that I mean, was driving okay, in the Okay, you can't say first. I guess it's, that's not... <laughs> I will tell them that's not technically true because in the 50s, I don't know that they ran just slicks. Like, some that's guys true. just ran tires that happened to be... They took the tires, tires off from their car. They took the tires off the hauler where they brought the car in, <laughs> that's right. put them on the... They raced the whole set, put it back on the truck, and rode, drove it out to that's North exactly Wilkesboro. right. Yes, yeah. they did. So that's... Why do I always, when I go into that voice, I always just pick that voice? NASCAR voice could be... Well, oh, oh, sorry here. Yeah, let me give you yeah. some facts here. I'm oh, from Midwest. Oh, hey, oh, help. Oh, oh, hey, sorry. Hey, you hey, know, why are you doing? You, oh. you go first. Nope. That's nope, right. Sorry. Could be a lot of, there's a lot of Midwestern yeah. guys in NASCAR. Um, oh, yeah. So here's what you had at the Roval. Chase Elliott gets it done again. What is that? How many straight uh, road courses five, is that for him? Uh, five or six in the last uh, 12, I believe it is. So he's, okay. he's at like 42% is what I heard. Yeah, he's so. he's a monster he's on the road courses. He's got it locked in. So good for him. He's figured that out. And by the way, that Roval course I think is is growing on me quite a oh, bit. Oh, I love it. It's I, I initially I thought, oh, this is gonna suck because it's not a real road course, but it's a neat mixture. It's and tricky. The, yeah, it is tricky. And the way they've kind of mixed that thing up, I was noticing too, because I've never really paid attention to this, but some of the in-car stuff I was really trying to figure out. So when they come off of NASCAR two on the backstretch, mm-hmm. yeah. where are they lifting? And the answer is almost immediately after they get off the back, if after almost immediately after they come off the banking, they were lifting. I don't know if you caught that, but yeah. like that's something that I found very interesting because that is a lot more skill there. It's not just throw it in there, slam the brakes because you're going to tear your equipment up if you do yeah. that. So they've already adjusted to that aspect mm-hmm. of it, and I think that makes that really fun. Yeah. Did you get a chance to see the uh, Corvette GT take a lap around? No, uh, I, I think it. it was Jordan Taylor who was driving it, but they uh, they showed it was an in car, but it was also a follow cam, so just one car. Oh yeah, and yeah. it followed in the whole lap. And my initial thought was like, you could totally see when the car was loading up on the suspension, and they'd go in, you know, like seven, six, five, four, three, two. They were breaking it two. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, into right. the back stretch chicane and just bloop, bloop, right on the rumble strips and off they go, not hitting the turtles, not no. going crazy. And I mean, it was just like seamless, effortless. It was a thing of beauty. And the thing I like about it is you get these big old bulky <laughs> NASCARs where you got the 53 car plowing into potential champion of the year, Denny Hamlin, if everything uh-huh. goes yeah. well. I mean, it's 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 chaos. It is. What, we talk, what were we talking about last week? That the Roval is chaos. And sometimes people in NASCAR 
sit in the boardroom and go, where can we get more chaos? Right. Six road courses in 2021. Yeah. That's where the chaos is at. Yeah. And we saw that this weekend. But I, th- this is on the this is on my map or my 2021 calendar of tracks I want to go to. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to going to the fall Bristol race next year. But I also want to take that that second trip down I-77 and go to the Roval in October next year. That's yeah. that's my goal. I think it's in October. I, 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 the Roval, I'll tell you, I would like to hit multiple road courses is my goal for 2021. Mm. Roval would be one that I would be very interested to go to because Charlotte is obviously just a cool town. And yeah. If you've never been there and you're a NASCAR fan, I promise you, like, I would not recommend going to the Coke 600 I unless you just want to tick it off your bucket list because yeah. I've done it. I'm glad that I did it. I'll never do it again unless I get roped into it by buddies or something because it just it's such a long <laughs> boring ass race comparatively right like compared to the Roval yeah well and just in general I mean it's a 600 mile race on a, on a mile and a half track they all have figured out and they've got the arrow package down and so everyone's just strung out and I like a good intermediate track battle sometimes where guys are ticking off laps but, but even I at the end of 600 la- yeah there's yeah. no tire fall off it's can't at have night. that wall of air yeah there's Ugh. a lot of stuff there yeah so anyway yeah. the point being I will say, though, the trip we went to Charlotte for that race, me and my wife did, and everything about that weekend was awesome, except for like the race itself was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, that was fine. You left early, didn't you, right? Um, we did because it was we had the rain delay. It was when yeah. it was when Austin Dillon won his uh, yeah. first race. That's right. That was when he won that on fuel mileage. And we had just sat through like rain delays and everything else. And we looked up. It was like 1130 at night. It was still like 100 laps to go. And I was like, we're done. Yeah. Like, I'm. She, uh, she soldiered through all of it. She would have stuck it out. I was like, no, I'm not sticking around for this. But <laughs> my point is, Charlotte's a great town. And of course, all the all the stuff is there. You can go see. I mean, if you've never yeah. been to Charlotte for an NASCAR race of any kind, yeah. do it once. But the Roval is a nice alternative if you just don't want to sit through like another mile and a half track. Yeah, Charlotte's one of those places where so I went to two Bank of America 500s okay. uh, before they were on the Roval. Um, so just to tell you how, old, how long ago it's been, we were watching a race with me, my wife, and one of her friends, they were at our apartment, and we're watching, I think, Sonoma. And her friend's like, that'd be fun to go to. And you know, you don't have kids, and life's kind of more simple. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay. I called up on that Sunday. They had people answering the phones. I was like, hey, do you got three tickets for Charlotte? So we took my wife's friend. We all just left after work on Friday, got to the hotel like midnight, and hung out. And the three of us went to the track the next day. And it was great. And then my wife will never let me live this down. We happened to walk by one of the uh, the booths that like sells the add-on packages. Yeah. While her and her friend are talking, I bought three like uh, cold passes, so like the pre-race <laughs> thing. So it was like four hundred bucks to set us back. Oh, jeez. But uh, we man, like look at we, you, big spender. Yeah, it was one of those ask for permission or ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Yes, that's right. Uh, so yeah, we got to go and be on the stage, you know, uh, right when they introduced the drivers and the little high fives and stuff like that. Nice. We got to walk around pit road, so that was pretty cool. Um, it was a great experience to see that. I got to meet Marty Smith. That was fun. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, so that we Charlotte's sat in, a cool town. We sat in turn two, and that stand's no longer there. And yep. I think we even yep. sat in the, in the stand that we sat with when I took my dad and my wife and I. I don't think that stand's there either anymore. Oh, they're so, taking a lot out of that track. So I haven't been there, as you can tell, in like six, seven years. So I'd love to go back for the road. Yeah, Bowl. I would. And it, I will say, like, the area around there is nice. It's not bad to get into. There's a, you know, it's it's easily walkable. It's yeah. definitely not like. Oh, and you could, I mean, you you literally in maybe five 
like Peyton Manning throws could hit Hendrick Motorsports from where you oh, parked. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, right. if, if depending on where you park, you might be able to kick a football to it. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's right there. right on site almost. It's crazy. So yeah, it's, they are right there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Hendrick, by the way, getting it done with Chase Elliott. Yeah. That should also be noted. Uh, Joey Logano was second. Eric Jones was third. Kurt Busch was fourth. And Ryan Blaney rounds out your top five. Uh, the rest of your top ten. Byron Truex Jr., Bowman the Snowman, more on him in a second too, <laughs> Cole Custer, and Clint Boyer is uh, rounding out your top 10. Clint Boyer's a nice place to stop here for a second because he is out of the playoffs. He did not make it past this round. We'll talk about the other guys who didn't in a second as well. But Clint Boyer is not going to be in that car. Clint no. Boyer is uh, retiring at the end of this year. He is moving up to the booth. He is going to be in the Fox booth with uh, Jeff Gordon. Chasing after Jeff Gordon. I can't. I, whoever it was, I can't remember. I think it might have been Fox that yeah. tweeted that out. Of the can't wait to see your, it was. It was yeah. I can't wait to see his colleagues at Fox. And it was him. It was that Phoenix shot of him running through the pits oh, to get if, to, to Jeff Gordon. If they if leave it up to Fox, if Fox oh, does they not do some play, hokey, uh, play that up. Yeah, completely, if they, if they don't do up. some. But the thing is, they wouldn't do it in a funny way. Where like no, they're gonna say, "Hey Jeff, we're gonna have you down. We want you to be interviewing guys in the garage area next year. You know, you know, fans are back in. Uh, we want we want you to be in the garage area at Phoenix." They wouldn't have Clint Boyer being on pit road, just running up in the middle of an interview from behind and pushing him out of the way and be like, no, I'm going to answer this question and ask this yeah, question. Yeah. They, they would do it in some hokey way that's going to have Michael Walter involved. Because that involved. definitely isn't hokey, what you just said. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. definitely wouldn't be it. Yeah, that wouldn't be it either. No, yeah, Michael, I don't know what I'm talking I, about. I but well, they, no, they're definitely going to play with the hokiness, but I'll, I'll honestly give him a pass because it is kind of funny to see these two I, guys. I'll tell you what, they, they, they need to have like a moment where they just sit those guys down and let them talk about it for 20 minutes and let them just oh, have I'm some sure fun with it. Yeah. And then clip that up into a nice little interview that we can all watch. I'm yeah. totally with that. But uh, Clint Boyer, I just want to you know put a little bow on his career. Um, a driver that I think a lot of people always had a good place in their heart for. Yep. Like not everybody's favorite driver, but everybody was rooting for him, yep. if that makes sense. Yep. Like we went to that yep. Martinsville race, he won which he one. won. Yeah. And uh, that, that was, was the last race that wasn't a rain delay that he won, I believe. Yeah, and that was a that was a well that was a snow delay, but not a rain delay. Well, yeah, but I mean he he, he ran the full five hundred laps. <laughs> yes, and won you're that. right. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a shortened race. Yeah. To your point, yeah, but that it's still crazy weather involved with that win too. Yeah, but yeah, Clint, the weatherman. Yeah, but Clint and Boyer. We're not talking about Kyle. No, no, Clint Boyer was uh, he is a rare breed. He is one of a kind, and he is also one of that generation that was like he doesn't need the TV gig. He made enough money yeah. as a driver oh, yeah. where he'll never need this TV he gig. He was making six, seven million a year back in the heyday. <laughs> right, which is not what a driver of that talent level would no. get now. No offense to him. Most drivers I, I, in the I series aren't going to get that I don't money. even know if Chase is making that much money, honestly. Yeah, right. I don't I mean, know he either. He might be making four or five, but Bowen's not making that money. No, Byron's no. not making that money. Yeah. So Clint Boyer, kind of one of that era of, like one of the last guys of that era of NASCAR at its height where guys were just getting ridiculous contracts. So I wonder, not that, you know, not that other guys can't do this, but I wonder if he'll he'll probably be one of those guys who gets in the booth and just says what he thinks. Yep. And 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 that's what we all want, I think, in the booth. If he will be more of a Tony Romo type in the booth and say what he thinks and be really good at it, or if he'll be someone who doesn't put in the work and isn't as in touch, that remains to be seen. But I tend to think he won't want to sound uneducated. He won't want to sound stupid. He obviously knows the cars. And he'll have this over Jeff Gordon. He'll know the cars better than anyone in that booth. Yeah. Even Jeff Gordon. Yeah, Because he, he'll be the most recent driver. So I think, and, and Dale Jr. too. Yeah. And the NBC booth, obviously not in the same yeah. you know network. But if he'll, be the, he'll the, be the most yeah. recent driver. So that knowledge base will probably come in handy for him. Yeah. Clint Boyer, we always talk about other podcasts on this podcast that you should listen to. <laughs> right. But Clint Boyer does have a podcast with Bar 
Barstool, and I, I honestly hope that Fox Sports, because I've listened to a few episodes, it's tough. I mean, it's a call-in, it's done remotely, and Clint's ADHD kicks in, and it's hard to follow. So I would love to have him uh, have some format where you got a guy that, maybe it's even a Brett Griffin, maybe you do something with Dirty Mo Media where you you split off door bumper clear or something. I don't know. We were trying to do everything we can to get the competition down. But um, <laughs> but if, yeah. you, if you had something where you had Boyer in doing a maybe add him even to the mix in that room. And, and, and it would be great for Fox to really leverage the personality that the, that he has and make it to where they have different, you know, avenues where maybe it's, you know, you got Bob Hawkerson in your stable. Now who's one of the best reporters ever out there. And now you've got one of the best, you know, personalities in Clint Boyer. It's a, Oh, it's I, something think a, I think a Pockers and Boyer podcast could be really interesting as far right. as like play clash Boyer. of styles and all right. Uh, Clint, so as you were chasing Gordon down there, what was going on? Ah, jeez, Bob, I don't even know. Where the hell are you, man? Are you up in your uh, penthouse in New York City? What are you well, doing, Bob? Uh, it's funny you mention that. So I uh, actually uh, relocated to Charlotte uh, with the pandemic. So, you know, oh, that's what I smelled when I moved in. Okay, now I smell you. Uh, all right, funny, thanks, funny, buddy. Funny. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, hey, I'm all for it. If they want to do that podcast, make it happen. In fact, come to the Stagger Podcast Network. We'll make it happen. We don't have yeah. one, but we'll make a network we to make that happen. We will send you a six sure. pack a month. Yeah, that'll be our payment to you. Absolutely. Uh, seltzer water. No, I'll send Clint Boyer a beer. Are you kidding me? I'll send him a six pack. Come on. I'll drive it to him every week if he wants. That's fine. <laughs> You'll drive it to I'll, him. I'll drive him, a, I'll drive him a 24 pack. As we cut this podcast at 1030 at night oh, on no, a Wednesday. I'm, if I can get Clint Boyer time. on my podcast network, I don't care. That's Clint what you Boyer do. on my podcast. I, I will make it happen yeah. for sure. I'll actually, I'll contract with a brewery down there to make sure they send him whatever he wants and it'll, I'll write the 26 check. acres out of... Um, out of uh, it's right across from Rouse's shop. That's all I know. They've that's sponsored LaJoy. I don't know. No, twenty six oh, acres oh, a, is the brewery. It's the, no twenty six acres is the brewery that is oh, right across. From, it's right by Roush Fenway, and it's an old shop, I believe. Another reason to get out to Charlotte because yeah. I haven't I haven't been to the Roush shop yet. Yeah. So I need to go there and then go get some beers. Yeah, and they sponsored be... Corey LaJoy. So oh, there you go. Very we had cool. some, we had some beers on the way to North Carolina Beach last year. Very cool out there. Um, so Clint Boyer was not in this round of the playoffs. The guys who were that got eliminated are as follows. William Byron is out when Ryan Blaney, we kind of knew that. Um, Austin Dillon did not make it either. Kyle Bush, it officially comes to an end. The worst season of his profession of his, I would say top level professional career. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, other than the one where he broke both of his legs. Well, and he won the championship that year. <laughs> no, I'm, right. I'm saying he <laughs> yeah. won the championship, but as far as like the pain of that season, oh yeah, that's about as bad as it gets is where yeah. you just miss all these races because you broke your legs. Hey. But yes, he, it, that's probably, that was a probably better that end Ron of a Horner day year wasn't up there either where he had to sit, he had to <laughs> back out of a that, yes. Texas race in the, and, you know, he got sat down by NASCAR. He got sat down by NASCAR. Mike McDowell had to fill in for him. I remember that because Mike McDowell, I think was in a, in a small fitting uh, shirt uh, that said M&M's on it and you could tell I think he still had the sticker on his hat I mean they just ran and got stuff out of the like, merch trailer like, who's available who's available who can we throw in this car at the last <laughs> who second? fits in Kyle's seat Michael McDowell yeah so Kyle Bush is done your thoughts on his 2020 um, do you, what do you expect I guess for next year do you think he comes back renewed and rejuvenated and with practices he's back to being the old Kyle Bush or do you think something's broken here and that you know maybe it's just he lost the fire a little bit. What do you What do you think? He's Kyle. He's he's KFB. He's he's gonna come back. I, I I don't doubt that that every athlete goes through a year like this where they have a setback. Whether it was Jordan wearing the number forty five or whatever that was, you're gonna have a, a moment where uh, where he's gonna come back and he's gonna he's gonna dominate. It might be twenty twenty two when when the when the the playing field's more level. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't see him just going off in the wayside, not winning another championship or two. Uh, he's, what, 34 maybe? 35, but he's still NASCAR young, if that's a term that we could use. He could be racing for another 15 years. If Tom Brady's still playing the NFL, he can still be racing NASCAR till he's 50. Just depends on if he wants to. So I think if you ask Kyle Busch in an honest moment, he's going to say, I am to be considered up there with the likes of Denny Hamlin. Or not, sorry, not Denny Hamlin, I'm speaking of this year. But with the likes of Dale Earnhardt Jr., with Jimmy Johnson, with Richard Petty, he believes he is one of the best NASCAR drivers on the on the planet. And I think uh, I think the, the jury is, is still out on that, but I don't think the story is not written yet. Or, or the, the story has not been fully written yet. He's going to bounce back. And I think he's going to have a couple more years where he wins championships and sees if, see if he can rack up some wins to get in the triple digits. I tend to think so, too. I did find it interesting, though, and I wonder how this – I don't think this will diminish anything for the people who vote on Hall of Fames and all that. So he's already a Hall of Famer, but I'm yeah. saying from the standpoint of, like, greatest of all time – the fact that like he didn't get to practice this year and suddenly he became like a regular driver, a regular pretty good driver. Yeah. That 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 is a bit like I think it elevates Denny Hamlin a little bit, right? That they're in the same equipment, similar levels of experience and talent. Well, it definitely And Denny Hamlin's been able to just smoke the competition and Kyle Bush has struggled all year. I think that is a, yeah. a very interesting thing, despite the fact that Kyle Bush has more wins mm-hmm. and and clearly you can look at his resume and say it's much better given all the other wins he has in all the other series, but Denny yeah. Hamlin's a guy who hasn't had the practice, but he's in the same equipment pretty much and has been as good as anyone. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of it, too, is it, it tells you how good Chris Gabehart and Rodney Childers are sure. at setting up a That's car. That's absolutely true. I think it, if, if, if this year has been anything, it's been the year of the crew chief and the year of the shop uh, because it is two sides to the coin. Yes, you do have Kyle Busch who drives similar equipment to Denny Hamlin, but they're not always, you know, even if you plug in a setup, you know that drivers have always done that, where Jimmy Johnson's plugged in Jeff Gordon's setup, yeah, or, sure, or Dale Jr. put Jimmy Johnson's setup in one time, and he's like, I can't drive it. So everybody's driving style is different. So if you don't have that chemistry with the crew chief to get the job done, maybe it's a time. I I would be shocked if the 18 crew chief's not in there. I mean, I think they're going to well, make a switch. Yeah, but would they we, bring Dave Rogers back? You think? I don't know. But, he's but, he's but in I the know, camp still. As we've talked about with you know our guys in the sport, like Charlie Langenstein, who's come on and giving us some good insight. I mean, the things they can do at these shops like Gibbs, like Hendrick, the amount of info they can get is so much further along than anyone else. And the fact that both these teams have access to it, both these car engineers have access to it, the the you know crew chiefs and all that stuff, they all have access to this data. But yet the one team in the FedEx team has been so much better than the M&M's crew has. And they get the parts quicker. They get shipped there <laughs> because faster. they get a FedEx. That's, that's right. They get a I FedEx. mean, they, they're that's calling right. up the M&M's guys, and they're just like, "Sorry, we don't know what to do. We're yeah. candy. Here's some candy. We are literally candy. How can we ship you parts? Do you want more chocolate? Want more chocolate? We have Peanuts? chocolate. You probably got, need it because you're depressed. We got a caramel M&M now. That's amazing. <laughs> right? You want a pretzel M&M? Nobody buys those, but they're still there. Uh, all I'm saying is, I think Denny Hamlin vaulted himself a little bit further in this discussion about you know greatest drivers and, and greatest current drivers. It's hard to argue that Denny Hamlin and that team clearly have it clicking. You know, they've got it clicking more than Kyle Busch did, and that's why yeah. Kyle Busch is not in the playoffs. I wonder how much it burns up Kyle Busch that his brother is still in the playoffs and he's not. I, I think it. I think it is. It would burn up a 25-year-old Busch way more than it does a 35-year-old Busch. But I, I want to stay in this spot where we where we play out 
based on sponsors, Joe Gibbs Racing, because Eric Jones is in the corner getting another bad haircut from Sport Eclipse. And Martin Drew is like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm fishing over here. Yeah, oh, right. Got a bite. You know, <laughs> one of, but yeah, <laughs> he's up in a tree stand somewhere. Eric's got one of his nine sponsors <laughs> that you have to figure out. Which one is his car again? Oh, that's oh, right. Okay, he's he's getting a, Dollar General's out, so he's playing yeah. video games at GameStop again. Yeah, like, it's, you know, or, it's hard to keep them all straight. Yeah, of what's, what's I don't even remember, dude. Was he Craftsman? Did he have craftsman? He, he for was a craftsman little bit? for a yeah. little bit this year. It's funny because they I, I remember him saying he had he didn't have to bring sponsors. Like That's pretty good. I mean, it's 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 really amazing coming from the fact that like I mean, there's Christopher Bell who has a Ream sponsorship, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. So I mean, obviously he's walking into the ride next year, but it's just funny that, you know, I mean, if it, if it wasn't for Eric Jones winning at Daytona last year, and how about that, boys and girls, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff, if he didn't do that, he probably wouldn't even made it this year. Yeah. So, I mean, for him to, if this is the end of the road for Eric Jones, I think it's, I think he can sit there and get his free haircuts for the rest of his life and play his video games and be like, hey, had a pretty good run. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but it, it's neither here nor there, but I would just say that um, I think Kyle Busch is, it, is, it's eating away at him, but when he, when he killed the, I think it was whoever he whoever he hit um, that caused the wreck. Uh, he he radioed in and said, "Yep, sway bar is going to be gone by the time I get back." He said, "Good year, boys." Or you know, it was a good year, boys. Good job, boys. Just worst luck I've ever bleeping seen in my life. You know, so I mean, I think he he knows it that it's just a bad year, and I I hope that he for his sake and for his fans' sake that he has the right attitude going into twenty one because if you have a pissed off Kyle Busch that actually does get practice time or does have a new crew chief. I mean, what if they were to swing Gabe Hart over there? I don't I mean, know. That'd be I mean, interesting. I it, wonder if they would. I, I, if Denny wins a championship, I mean, Joe Gibbs is now looking across, over his shoulder at at Hamlin Jordan Racing. I mean, he might he might say, you know what? I'm going to keep my best talent with Kyle Busch and not have him yeah. get you know sway. Because what if Denny's like, hey, you won the championship? I'll pay you double. Go to be Bubba Wallace's crew chief. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's something. Wouldn't that's, that be crazy? Because boy, he, that would he, be a thing. He ticked off the box of being a champion. I, I wonder, I, man. Oh, that dude. would be a thing. Like, what, I don't, what I don't if, I think that's your, the, that's your, that's your, that's your. What if you see the man or like the best tire changer? It, like, all, what if you see like a couple key pieces of that FedEx you, team? I told you running across happen. the street to. But that Jordan I don't Hamlin. think I don't think Denny Hamlin has to do that. I mean, number one, it's Bubba Wallace, but also. Michael Jordan, like yeah. there's going to be guys in that garage who just want to work for Michael Jordan because it's cool to be a part of that yeah. team. And who knows what kind of cool stuff you're going to get being a part of that that you wouldn't get. Also, like all those guys are ex-athletes, like all the tire changes yeah. and stuff. A lot of them are like former college athletes. So it's like, well, who do you want to work for? No offense to Joe Gibbs, but like you could work for Gibbs. You could work for Rick Hendrick or Richard Childress or you work for the Jordan brand. Yeah. I mean, like he's going to supply you with stuff like I mean, everything you, you wear is going to be got Jordan swag. Son, if you got a middle school son or daughter, like it's a it's a it's a rap, man. You're going to be a Jordan Hamlin employee because you're like, hey, I get free shoes. This is going to oh, be great. Yeah, my son's sure. a size 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Let's go. Um, all right. So let's take a look real quick at what's happening at Kansas. Uh, that is, of course, this weekend. That's the next race in the playoffs. Uh, they are now doing this as they are in the in the way that the playoffs are set up. It's 50% on finishing position from the previous race, 35% on points position after the previous race, and 15% on the fastest race lap from the previous race. So it was being done a little differently with a random draw. Now there's a lot more organization to it. So go figure the guy who won the last race is going to start on the pole. Chase Elliott gets the pole. Joey Logano is second. Kurt Busch is third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Martin Truex Jr. fifth. Bowman Hamlin 
Kozlowski, Blaney, and Byron are your top ten. See, I almost wish they'd give give some credence to or some some points percentage to a stage winner because I know it's maybe it's a soft spot for Jermaine Racing, but Ty Dillon, as Brett Griffin said on the radio, he said he looked like Lewis Hamilton he out did. there with that set of slicks. <laughs> he so, did out there, yeah. So it it would have been great to I mean to to see. Jermaine racing get a chance to like maybe it, you win a stage. I mean, think about this too. If they if they do away with qualifying permanently, what if you had the top three the top three starters were the stage winners? Starting with stage one was start third, stage two, and then you go from there and you have some other formula in case a guy sweeps all three stages. But it, it'd be something cool to fight for, and you'd, maybe you'd see some guys who are like, hey, we're you know if Quinn Half has a chance to stay out and at a, at a plate track and get a stage win maybe that gets them in a third place at a place like oh, kansas or sure. martinsville where oh excuse me I, don't, I swallowed a bug uh all of a sudden he's getting a th- you know we've talked to charlie before and and for starcom to get a top 20 finish finish it can be a budget like it can it can booster, th- yeah. make it a budget booster like you wouldn't believe so it, it makes it a chance for them to say hey we're gonna risk it go fuel only on here and try to hold on or out pit or pit early, do get off strategy and come out and say, "Hey, we've got a chance to that we're out here and, and we get a stage win." Yeah, I mean, this is the second win I believe for for Ty Dillon. He won at Bristol on a stage win a couple of years ago, and then he won you know, obviously over the weekend at the Roval. So hats off to them. I'd like to see the stage winners get a little bit more credence in this and a little bit more uh, pub. pub publicity going into it where you know you can talk about the starting lineup well hey a stage winner ty dillon starting third you know off this road and it could parlay that into a top 15 yeah could be by the way ty dillon for what it's worth is rolling off 25th this see, weekend see yeah it doesn't really, see, doesn't I mean, really help like, you there it's kind of like but the ha- other part of that is yeah. do you want a guy who's like he won a stage but he didn't i don't think he had a high finish and no. he hasn't been consistently finishing all no. year do you want to reward like but, I most mean, but still win? it's a stage win i think i mean some people would look to that and say that he won a stage and that's his that's his prize and he gets that green white checker to hang up in the shop if he wants you know yeah um but i will uh i'll add a couple more things here clint boyer rolling off 12th if you're looking for him like guys that are coming down to the end of their careers clint boyer yeah. jimmy johnson's 14th so both those guys are going to have a bit Where, of work to do cole custer uh, Cole Custer's thirteenth, right in between those 13th. two guys. He finished seventh here, so he's he's actually got a I think a decent shot at getting a top ten for sure. So if you're uh, filling out your little daily fantasy league, you might be one of those guys to put on there if he's he's affordable. Right. Yeah, check out Cole Custer. Um, so it's it's going to be and and we we can't talk about Kansas without mentioning one of the most <laughs> uh, notable scenes from Kansas a few years ago in the playoffs where. You had this little dust up between Matt Kenseth and Joey Lagnano slash Joey Logano slash bread um, as they call him <laughs> and Joey Logano. <laughs> yes. He, uh, I still contend the pass, the bump, all that totally within the realm of play. Kenseth felt like he was 10 miles an hour slower than Logano. He was blocking like an idiot and Logano tried to pass him legitimately he got blocked, and he thought, I'm not going to get wrecked by this idiot. So he moved him out of the way, and Kenseth couldn't control his car. So I don't I don't look at that as something that is like the most evil thing in the world. I definitely don't think he deserved the retaliation he got at Martinsville for it. Yeah. Uh, I've never liked Matt Kenseth because of that. And by the way, if you're worried or wondering, will Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano reignite that feud this weekend? Well, like I said, Logano's rolling off second. Matt Kenseth is 30th. So yeah. the only way that's going to happen is if, as he's passed him as a lap car, because yeah. Kenseth is not going to be a factor and you, this and week. And you're I saying this imagine. not as a Joe Logano fan, even though you no, have a die cast on your desk for some reason. I have him on my fantasy team this year, which ah. is doing well. So I actually have been trying to collect all the 
cars that are of the guys I have uh, on my fantasy team. So I have most gotcha. of them. I gotcha. still have to get my... Uh, still have to get your Quinn Half. No, I don't have him on my fantasy team. You don't? No. Well, we only Why? we only carry uh, know, six only drivers. Carry six drivers. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So and you split the field in half. I get it. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. All right. So, any final thoughts before we get out of here today? It's kind of a shorter podcast yeah. than usual. Yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of those odd things where we we each have careers and different things that that pulled us away from getting in the same room, and we try to. I think the podcast clicked the best when we're in the same room. So my final thought is enjoy the race this weekend. I hope you enjoyed the crazy Xfinity race and the and the fun NASCAR Cup race that we had, the EMSA race. Um, I love the Roval, and we're back at it with the with the Kansas race this weekend. It's just I, I, if you would have told me in April or sorry March when this first hit, I'd have thought, hey, if you said, hey, there's no vaccine in eight months. But you're about four races, five races away from a championship being the crown. I'd been like, you're out of your mind. They won't run the whole season right. with like the five thousand fans or less, true. no fans. Like getting all this in has on. been pretty impressive, and having yeah. fans in the stands for some of it. That which you've been to a race yeah. where there were fans. I mean, yeah. it was. It's a pretty impressive effort by NASCAR, and they deserve yeah. a lot of credit for that. I, uh, as much as I'm looking forward to the end of this, not end of the season, but like watching how this all plays out as we wind down to a championship. Yeah. I am also looking forward to 2021 where perhaps we can actually more safely go to these races and everyone can feel a little more confident in going. I saw Fauci today said by April they anticipate he, you know, Fauci's not exactly been like super optimistic. Yeah, he's trying to be more of the scientist that's talking like how it probably will go. And he said, I would think by April we should be in pretty good shape with a vaccine. So that's good. Fingers yeah. crossed, man. If you, you can get me a vaccine, I can get all hopped up on my meds and get out there and watch some racing. I'm all for it. Yeah, you'll I'm chase excited. that with a bush light. and uh, Hell yeah. Can we do it in the parking lot can of a just, NASCAR race? Can, can we have a drive through But I'll tell you what, we'll get we'll get immune real quick if you put it in the parking lot of a NASCAR race. Just tell guys, hey, just you know, take a beer, head over there, stand they, in the line, they should shot. Do, they should do what they do with the free Winston cartons back in the day. Yes, yes. It's like bush lights should sponsor... <laughs> the 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 vaccine if you want to get america vaccinated oh my god you say a meet and hey. greet with clint boyer but you have to get your shot first <laughs> yes. do it let's make jimmy and jimmy comes out too jimmy clint boyer and jeff gordon twins. out there Wait, oh that's the wrong one right actually the entire south will be vaccinated if dale jr is in that if, tent if redneck jesus you is out need going, dale jr in that tent you, you want dale jr on that tent you need him there you can't handle the truth <laughs> That's right. All right. That's it for us. Until next time, stay safe and stay staggered.